and welcome to Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. Hello. My name is Ben Townsend from bentownsendmusic.net and that, that disembodied voice that you just came, you just heard coming out of the ether is... Sam Townsend. I'm joined by him as always. Yes, Sam Townsend from samtownsendmusic.li. Dot Hello and welcome to Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. My name is Ben Townsend from bentownsendmusic.net and I'm joined as always by... Sam Townsend from samtownsendmusic.li samtownsendmusic.li Well, I think I'm in here, Go on. like Flynn, okay. Lichtenstein. 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 Yes. Brilliant. Do you know any Lichtensteinian footballers? Uh, I, I know one. Uh, he's not a footballer, he's a tennis player. Go for it. Uh, but I can't remember his name. Brilliant. So you can't remember. <laughs> not only can you not remember any Lichtensteinian footballers, so you can't remember any Lichtensteinian tennis players. If there's anyone out there who knows the, of the tennis player I'm thinking of, uh, please get back to me. Lovely, lovely, lovely. We are joined off mic again this week by Mr. Simon Longhorn. Hello, Simon. Hi, guys. Uh, so we are doing Stadium Arcadium Part 4 today. Mm. But the next six songs... Yes. The penultimate set of songs. Yes. Um, but first of all, Sam, we have friends here. Yes, we've had some lovely correspondence. We have. First of all, we, uh, we were contacted by Ryan Hattie. Mr. Hattie. Who wrote in and told us, sent us a lovely email about his um, history with the band and his relationship that he has with the band and his brother and how they've grown up together loving the music. And, uh, and his son. And his son, indeed. That's, that's correct, Yes. First ever song his son heard was the Zephyr song. Followed swiftly by Dost. Yeah. So, good choices. Great choices. And so thank you very much for writing in, yes. Ryan. And another Australian. Indeed. We are massive. We are huge. Huge in Australia. And under. Now, next person that wrote in, uh, Ambassador application. Yeah. Came in from New York State from Jackson Campbell. Jackson Campbell. Um, who applied to be the Ambassador for New York State. Also a bass player. Yes. So maybe give us some hints and tips on uh, well, some of Flea's more complex bass lines. He is our lines. second New Yorkian. Go ahead. Uh, the Condenser. The Condenser is from New Jersey. He's from New Jersey. Yes, he's just yes. across the river, I believe. Yes. So um, geographically incorrect. Yes. That, yeah. that will make the, the Condenser furious. That was horrendous. Yes. I must apologise. To the Condenser. I'm sorry, Condenser. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, so ambassadorship from um, Jackson Campbell. Gratefully received. Thank you so much for writing in. We will send you a badge over. We've just had to order a second batch of badges. Batch two. Because batch one was exhausted. Yes. So how many, how many was in batch one? That's a very good question. I, I can't remember. But I've ordered 50 more. So say it was 50. It, it wasn't. 30? I'm not sure. Well, if it was 30, then we've now got 30 ambassadors. Which we haven't. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it was 20... I, I just can't remember, I'm afraid. Okay. I think, um, well, let's say I, think, I think it was 25. So 25 ambassadors. We didn't think that would ever happen. We certainly didn't, and it might not be the case. No, no. But because it's definitely more than 10. I have got a red book at home where I've written down all the ambassadors and those who have requested a badge. Oh, great. It's certainly more than 10, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's about... It's about 20. About 20, 20 to 25. Yeah, fine. So, fantastic. Thank you guys for writing Thank in. Thank you so much, as always. Uh, we also, the, uh, the young and handsome and tremendously supportive long-term listener, Pete Moore, Pete Moore yeah. popped us over his copy of Stadium Arcadium Vinyl, he did. so that on the next episode, when we only have four Stadium songs to listen to, or the next time we do Stadium, mm. 
we can do a bit of an audio comparison between vinyl and digital copies. Yes, we that, well, we don't know, do we? No. What it's going to be like, but we're presuming, or assuming. Which one? Uh, assuming. Ooh. That there is going to be a difference. Yes, well, let's not get hung up on the whole no. presuming and assuming no. uh, debacle. So that'll be good. Yes, we're looking forward to doing that. Now all we need is a record player. We do need to source a deck. <laughs> we thought we had a working record player. Turns out we haven't. No, we haven't. So um, if anybody wants to send us a record player, please. Oh, actually, go ahead. It might be a good time. Yes. Um, yeah, please do. Now's the time to send in the record players, people. Pete. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we will crack on then with um, Stadium Arcadian Part Four. Yeah, we are to- going through the songs. It starts starts with promise. I'd say she looks to me. Then we've got. Oh, sorry, yes. Um, starts. I was. Don't uh, blow your bubble now. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we start with "She Looks to Me." Yes. Then we move on to "Ready Made." Yeah, that's what I thought was first, but, but actually, don't it's not. blow your bubble. No, no. Then we move on to "If." Yeah, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then make you feel better. Animal Bar and so much I. Yes. So an interesting set of six tracks. Which yes. we will. You're looking at me. I see you've got your big book. Where did that come from? Ben's, Ben's big book. It was just down here on this chair. Yeah, great. Okay. I bought the old tab book with me. As you know, that's how I listen to the music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, then. So, sh- should we crack on? Let's do it. So, we will be moving swiftly into She Looks to Me. We will be. Right, just a. <laughs> well, no. We, and we thought there, didn't we? We feared the worst. Well, we've just, we've, I've just realised, as uh, you'll notice halfway through this, that I, I swear, and then the recording will stop. <laughs> and when the recording comes back in, you'll be able to yep. hear Sam much better. Yes, hello. I only recorded one track there, so for... The, for was the intro both tracks? Yes, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. So when, uh, this is prefacing now, uh, she looks to me, when you listen to it halfway through, you, we all realise what's happening, yes. and then the sound will pick up immeasurably looks to me like heaven sent no lullaby kid no five percent anyway wanna cut that take she's a dying from the likes of abandoned men lost in the valley without my forces Okay then. Coming out of She Looks to Me. Um, first of all, thank you, Richard Dodd. Doddy. Yes, the Doddmeister General. Yeah, go on. He uh, played the cello on this track. Oh. Never heard any <laughs> cello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ken Dodd's dad. Ken Dodd's no, it's his son, isn't it? Oh, of course it is. Ken Dodd's. Ken Dodd's much older than. Than Richard Dodd, yeah. The famous cellist. Um, never heard a cello in there at all. No, I still haven't. No. Uh, <laughs> but but, uh, what did you, how are you feeling? What did you make of it? Uh, you've always enjoyed that song. Yeah, I have. I think there's probably, although when you read out the list, I wasn't, didn't maybe sound positive about it, I think that might be my favourite song of the six that we're going to hear today. It's certainly ahead of some of the others. If. Say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now. Definitely ahead of it. What I love about this song Straight from the off, it makes me feel like I'm riding across a savannah on a on a wild stallion. Does it? Yeah. Oh, I don't even know what that feels like. Nor do I. <laughs> this, presumably. Oh, wow. Now, it's such a big, wide-open sound, isn't it? It's yeah. just that kind of slow attack on the guitar. Yeah. Big, big drum sound. Lovely kind of open hi-hat there. 
Yes, yes. Sir. Big wide sound. Um, yes. And we, I should just point out that uh, Jack Johnson has given us some more notes this week. Let's let's hear what he's got to say about he this. Talks, he talks about a ghost note on the on the bass drum, and I don't know whether you picked. I didn't pick up on it when I was listening to it because I wasn't listening to it on the headphones. But I wonder whether you did. I didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, he says you can only hear it if, through headphones, probably. Yes. Well, I was hearing it through headphones, definitely. <laughs> but I didn't hear it. Well, this is the level of detail that that our man in yes. the Northeast will go to for yeah. the listeners of Universally Speaking the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. And for yeah. that, we can only thank him. Oh, we do. Thank you. Yeah. Now, it's chord choice as well here from John, as well. Yeah. It's not your typical John Fashante playing style for the Chili's, is it, on the verses and the intro. He's playing big open chords, but he's also selecting versions of those chords yeah. that have more ringing open strings. So he's even he's even playing an F on on the verse the intro and verse turnaround, mm-hmm. but he's playing the F, which is normally played with all of the strings that you're striking, um, depressed onto the fretboard. Right. Whereas he's 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 having open ringing B and E strings here mm-hmm. or open E, and it just opens up the sound. It's a, is this a GTP? It's a depressing strings onto a fretboard TP. Wow. And the acronym for that is very tricky. Yeah, yes. It's but it's a it's a lovely choice of chords. Yeah, yeah. and it is, and all of John's work here. But he does his nice little ah, uh, yeah, his like reverse reverb yeah. volume swells. Yeah, which are all lovely. And it, I don't know, this song feels different to a lot of the songs on this album. So somehow it just feels it's uplifting. I think. Yeah, I think for a lot of the time it's not that modulated synthesizer does come in towards the end. Yeah, but it doesn't have a lot of the songs have quite a lot of. Of modulated guitar yeah. through the through the the mirth. There's no wind on this. Song. No, no, there isn't. Although later on we will so get some wind. Like yeah, love it, love it. Any song that has no wind effect. I, I I do just have to pick this one up on one of his rhymes. Please do. Can you guess which one it is? Uh, is it uh, the ocean liner line? <laughs> yes, it is. You give me major, I give you minor. Mm. Don't fade away like an ocean liner. Well, on many technical levels, does an ocean liner fade away? Exactly. Does it fade away into distance, into yeah, the mists? Exactly. Yeah, and it, it does. So now. I'm prepared to let him off, because mm. it does make sense, strictly speaking. If you but fucking think about it really hard. It's pretty... It's a bad rhyme, isn't it? Yeah, it's not a good rhyme. What else could he have rhymed with that? Minor, shiner... Biner. Biner. These aren't real real words. So, <laughs> but <laughs> but an ocean, ocean biner. If, if he's only changing one word. One word, yeah. No, I think you could have had uh, major, no, minor. Give me a shiner, exactly. Um, oh, do we know anyone whose surname is Viner? Jeremy Viner. Jeremy Viner. Um, major, minor. Don't make me present on radio to like Jeremy Viner. Yeah. Done so, it. Not sure. So, not sure if ours are better or worse. Oh, fuck. Sorry okay. about that, everyone. Okay, then. We're, we're back now <laughs> <laughs> on She Looks To Me. Presumably, you can hear Sam now. Yeah, I hope not. Um, so, we've said how much we've enjoyed the intro and, and the first verse. Yes. Well, we've said everything that we've said. Mr. Mr. Flea... Bass player in the Red Hot Chili Peppers. ...said that he wasn't that so keen on this one at first... Didn't feel it was, there was anything unique about it. Yeah, but um, I know where he's coming from. It is, but I think that's part of the reason why I like it is that it's just it just washes over you. Yeah, it is. It isn't 
there's no, nothing particularly special about it. It's not a standout it. track, but actually the reason it stands out to me is because it is just so pleasant. It's a great album track, I think. Yeah, I think it's a lot better than some of the others that claim to be better. Hmm. Agreed. <laughs> um, but the chorus one, we've just been saying the guitar playing isn't, in the verses, isn't like classic Frusciante Chili's. Mm. It then does move into a classic Frusciante Chili sound. Yes, it does. Where is, <laughs> like, oh, there you go. Moretti is delightful. Oh, you are drinking... Well, we've got uh, two sponsors today, but we contacted by an Italian lager, Moretti. And to them we say... Uh, bonjour? No. Oh, <laughs> bonjour. I mean, they won't be able to understand if we say that. Well, they will, won't they? Surely they can speak rudimentary French. <laughs> yeah, that's also. Uh, but no, we say Arrivederci. That's German, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not German, but I don't think it's hello. Anyway, who are they? <laughs> uh, Moretti. Beer Moretti, a lovely lager, J- Eminently drinkable. Great. Incredibly enjoyable. And uh, best served cold. Yes, indeed. And how are you drinking yours? Warm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sponsored by two, um, by two companies today. Carling. Oh, yeah. They, they, we have to say that Carling... Can you rattle that bag a bit more while I do my sponsorship? <laughs> Carling have been incredibly supportive. They've been the so lovely every week for that nominal fee. Yeah. For the recommended retail price. They will provide me with... Um, do you mind? Oh, sorry. <laughs> my other sponsor. With some ice cold lager. And who's your second sponsor? Now, this is a, re- a real coup. Beavertown. Wow. They are an independent brewery. Brewery. And uh, they came to me late, late in the day, actually, just this afternoon. And offered, offered me eight cans. Really? Of neck oil. And presumably they only charged you... What, oh, six, Jesus. 16, don't, to, don't, 18, don't 16 to 18 it's, pounds it's, for those? It's, it's one of the more expensive sponsorship deals. I've Let's hear started. how it sounds opening. Okay. Oh, that was funny last week. I listened to it the other day when I opened that can on last week's one and you went, wow! Just, just You do realise that you're doing the podcast yeah. now. <laughs> okay. Ready? Here we go. Yes. Wow! Oh, it's I'm like Owen Wilson. I'll do my Owen Wilson impression. I've got one. Wow. <laughs> wow. He says it in every film. He does, he does. Does he say that quietly? No, I'll do it a bit louder. Say to me, hey, Starsky, um, I've got a neck oil. Hey, Starsky, um, I've got a neck oil. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So, yes, we were getting to the chorus of She Looks to Me there, briefly. So, Beavertown, thank you. And also, I'm sponsored by Generic Blue Blue Coolbox again. Oh, yes. Wonderful stuff. So, in in the chorus, we've got kind of classic for Shante playing higher up the net higher broken chords that we've talked about before and yes which I love by the way I just say yeah and now this is a very classic thing you get that kind of fast strum at the end of the line from yeah. John which is very um, reminds me of the way he plays at the end of the lines on midnight yes that fast yeah I have to I, I will say this I like I like it in this song but he does it a lot and yes, so by the does. end of it I, I kind of you know, well, yeah, he, he does it at the end of every yeah. kind of rhyming she, couplet, doesn't yeah. he? And, and I, I, do, I, I do like it, but it is possibly, you know... It's, go on. I've got an STP. A, s- a strumming technical point. Ooh. Now, on this song, at the end of the line, he does those fast drums. Mm. He only does four. Mm. One, two, three, four. But there's room for a fifth. On midnight, he plays that fifth. He goes, one, two, three, four, five. Mm. He doesn't count, doesn't count them. He plays them on the well, chart. He might, he might be. In his head, presumably, because yeah. I couldn't hear it coming across. No. Um, lovely Chad roll into verse two. It's one of those kind oh, of... Oh, hang on a minute. Go on then, Jack. Lovely roll. 
He says something like that. That's what I wrote. No, he, he says, great hi-hat control throughout, yeah. starting at section 150, crazy fill from 210 going into the solo. Yes. Is that what you were going to say? No, I'm talking about interverse 2. Ah. It's that kind of role where you can just imagine the myth sitting back. Oh, no, it is lovely. Yeah, yeah, it, that is lovely. It's a really good, relaxed, listen to it. No, it is. It's relaxed, and it's it's not just snare, is it? It's no, it's snare, snare well. three times, I think, but yeah. it's great. It's lovely. Talking about Chad the Myth Smith, my um, yes. Chad the Myth Smith fake hair hat arrived. Oh, has it? In the post. Why didn't you bring it? It's, it will only fit you if you've got the head the size of a peanut. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Unfortunately. So, um, yes, we discussed on the live Alcatraz version whether Chad was wearing a cap with fake hair coming out the back of it. Which he was. Myself as a... A balding man slash bald man. But yeah, well, yes. Um, I bought the version where you have a golf style hat with hair on top, a visor. Yeah, but it only barely fits on the, on the head <laughs> of my fit. penis. <laughs> oh, let alone the head of my head. Now we might have younger listeners. We might, and, for, and we have. Yeah. Quick shout out to Cool Han Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry about what I just sorry said. About the language. Sorry, Jeff. Sorry, Lucas. I might bleep out the word penis. <laughs> Right. Um, yes. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> verse two. Same structure as verse one, but John comes in then with the, facet- with the falsetto. Yes. Building that up. Oh, his, his backing vocals here are A, excellent, and B, varied. And C, sublime. Mm, because they are varied. Like excellent. Um, he holds that note. Yeah, I need somebody to hold. The last line of the oh, verse. Oh, yeah. Anthony says she needs somebody to hold. Yeah. And John holds the word hold yeah. into the chorus and drops down to the Lovely. key of the chorus. Lovely. Really is nice. It's, it's, it's beautiful. I wish for that reason that I'd listened on headphones because I'm listening in the lounge on the soundbar. Decent sound quality, don't get me wrong. It's a great soundbar. But you're not getting that intimate experience. No, and you miss the nuance of where stuff is mixed more, don't you? You do. But especially yeah. on a soundbar, if you were doing it with my system, we have the right-hand speaker in one room yes. and the left-hand speaker in another room. Tried and tested system. Great system. Um, you really pick up on it. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. Well, let, let's just talk a little bit about the solo, shall we? Oh, please do. I've, I'll start by saying I think it's great. Good. Uh, it is a simple solo. Yes, it is. But, as we've said before, whatever fits... What is required, we like. We do. We have said that before. Not sure we've said it I don't quite think so hes- said that. hesitantly. <laughs> um, it's also very... Here's a couple of bits. We'll talk about the solo, but there's a couple of similarities between this song and Tell Me Baby. Oh, go on. Similarity one, yeah. the beginning. The intro, yeah. yeah. And similarity two, the guitar solo. They're both just four-note yes. solos yes. across the same kind of length of time, yeah. you know, musically across the same number of bars. Yes. Um, they're both play, essentially played over A-sus-2. Tell Me Baby is all that, just that bass line across A-sus-2. Yes. This does have a chord turnaround, but it's rooted in, in A. Um, so it's, it's very, there's big similarities. In fact, I'm going to go deeper into that. In Tell Me Baby, the four notes John plays are A-E-A-A across the four-note solo. A-E-A. Yes, indeed. And in this song, the four notes that he plays are E A E A. Exactly. It sounds exactly <laughs> like the record. <laughs> but also, going into the solo on Tell Me Baby, you have that big whammy bar int- intro into it, just as at the end of the previous bar. Yes. This one has a big volume, sm- big big volume, volume smell. smell. And a lovely roll into the solo, Phil, fast Phil. You look like you're reading from 
double J's notes there. Mm. Do you know Fast Phil? Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, it's very difficult to keep up with. It is. <laughs> <laughs> He's friends with, um, He's friends with little Philip Lieber. <laughs> They're all called Phil or Philip. <laughs> Uh, great stuff. No yeah. nonsense. Distortion overdrive or fuzz. Not sure which, but it's brilliant. Yes, it is. It really is. It is brilliant. Um, last time in the wet sand solo, I moaned a bit about messy playing, essentially. Yeah, well, you moaned, you moaned, uh, moaned about the whole lot, song. Yeah, you did. I, was, um, I can't believe. But this, well, believe it, baby, because it happened. It's on record. But I love it in the solo. You can hear him, hear string noise between the notes. That last bend, it sounds like John himself is on the edge of breaking point, let alone his strings. Mm. It's, uh, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it is. It's a great song. It's a great. The Swan, I think, performs really well in it. Sings really. So really do I. Well. Yeah, he really does. Um, and bar bar that one bad rhyme, I think it's it's you know it's flawless. It's a shame it? that one bad rhyme is on such a pronounced part I know, of the song. It is. Um, you know, hey ho, hey ho, indeed. Snow. Um, what have I written here? Just like the last verse lyrics, God made this lady that stands before me. Then I've put dot 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 S N S T H. Yes, you did admit to being drunk when you made these notes. Yes, I did. I mean, that could mean anything. Oh, she... No, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Last chorus. Last chorus, same as the last-ish. Chad on the ride. Yes. Um, And then there is a key change, isn't there? There is a key change, and Jack Johnson says, leads nicely into the solo. Great solo too. And I'll let you guys talk about the key change. Well, it's uh, very Barry manilow Song choice. Mm. Uh, it's a very Barry Manilow thing to choose to do in a song. Just step it up a key. It's quite. It's a quite a cheesy thing to do normally. It, well, it's yeah. It's um. It's an old trick. Yeah, it's one of the oldest tricks in the book, actually. Yes. Um. But it really. I don't think it sounds great here. Yeah, it's fair, absolutely fine, and that's um, why I, I've got no problem with it. Also, if you listen, as the last chorus starts from the very beginning, there's John playing modulated guitar. Yes. Um. That kind of Danny California sound that you have all across this record. Yeah. It's really quiet to start off with, but it's there and it just gets louder and louder as it goes through the song. <laughs> Should we both burp at the same yeah. time? Um, the burping podcast. And then you have what I love when people do this in a song is a turnaround chorus mm. with no singing on it. Mm. So you can sing along to it yourself. Yes. What album am I thinking of that does that all the time? Remember, I only know five bands, so. Uh, well, oh, is it an, it's an REM album? It is. Is it Monster? It is. Yes! Give me five. I can't. Oh, COVID, you bastard. Ah. Um, yeah, but yeah, Monster. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you yeah. haven't heard the, the REM album Monster. 95. Get out there and buy it. I had a album. ponytail in 1995. And I will announce on the podcast now. Please do. That I had my hair cut yesterday. Mm. But before that, I was able to put my hair in a ponytail so I didn't have it cut during lockdown. That's true. I was like some kind of old hippie. You were like... I mean, I think we've all seen this type of character. We have. Uh, a bold man who has a ponytail somehow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. <laughs> that was me. Yeah. And, um, you know, she looked to me. She did. At my and ponytail. And then probably looked away again. Yes, and thought, who is that old bold Look man with, old a with a ponytail? It's one of them. Um, <laughs> great song yes great song great start let's move on but it's yes great start to this set of six songs yeah um, if you were reviewing the second disc as a whole you'd say great song great one two three four five <laughs> fifth song great fifth yeah. yes yeah. Um, and let's see if the great sixth is the sixth and if it's great it will be the sixth will it be great great question I tell you how it does come though 
Got what? I'll tell you how it comes. Go on. Ready made. Okay then, coming out of ready-made, let's just say, let's talk about Max's thoughts. Max the condenser. Yes. Um, just also his thoughts on She Looks To Me. Hmm. Um, because I forgot to do it a minute ago. Matt, it yeah. fe- she Looks To Me fell through the cracks for Max. Wow. Yeah. That's lovely. But he's, I, think, I think a lot of what he's saying is, we've covered. He, I'd love the way he says it's a big, fat, greasy guitar solo from JF. On, oh, it uh, is. And she looks to me. It is grease. Dripping in grease. Dripping in grease and liquid silk, you could say. Very good. So, Max on Ready Made, I've got a little note here that says C notes for riff. So, I've written them in the wrong place. Ah. Um, Max, Chad switches up the feel on each verse. Not entirely sure if Max cares for that. Not over keen, although knows it's a live favourite. So, not one of Max's favourites there with Ready Made. What's your thoughts? I have to say, I'm kind of with Max on this one, and I think it's primarily because we played it in the lukewarm chilli peppers. Go on. And so we've just heard it an awful lot. And for me, it's it's one of those songs that initially is a standout, but then gets overtaken by other less obvious choices. Yeah, I agree completely. It just smacks you in the face. It's got that great repetitive riff. You say smacks you in the face. Uh, Jack Johnson says, from the get-go, the power of Chad's drums and the, the snare and the double quick kick drum in particular mm. hit you square in the face. Yeah. Now, if I'm not wrong, because I, I love that first drum intro, yeah. it sounds to me like a double kick flam on the snare. I mean, would that be... There's a double kick and the flam on the snare hits you square in the face. There you go. Flim flam. But there's no flim flam on this podcast, all with that drum roll. Exactly. Um, John wrote the bass line. Did he? Yeah. And Flea wrote the guitar part? No. He just copied John. Oh, right. Yeah, John wrote, John wrote it on the bass. And, so um, this, is, this, is, this is what's annoying Flea, isn't it? Well, I don't know. Is he annoyed? He is annoyed because John's now t- writing all of the instrumental parts. The other guys are just session musicians for John now. That's true. True enough. Um, Come on. Johnny Ramone had just died. Howdy. <laughs> John's friend, Johnny Ramone. They were, yeah. Um, and the Ramones are mentioned in the song. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. As is um, Slade. And Black and Decker. Exactly. So it's, it's multifaceted references on this song, no doubt. Um, are Black and Decker an English company? I think they are, aren't they? Uh, Black and Decker Blowtorch. Hmm. I'm honestly not sure. If you're from Black & Decker and would like to sponsor the podcast... Oh, that would be nice. Right in. Oh, free power tools. Imagine if we had a Black & Decker blowtorch on the, as a guest on the show. I would love to get a blowtorch on and talk to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just, just it's a big sound for this song. Um, Is it? Oh, well, no doubt about it. I mean, Jack Johnson says here, categorically, is this Chad Gaylord's... Chad Gaylord Smith's finest hour in the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He says it might be, so it's not categorical. No, it's not. There's nothing categorical about that, but it might be. Well, it might be, and it, it, Chad is very, very good on this song. He is, and live, he's great. I mean, we know, we all know that he's great live, but especially on and this. We all know he's a powerhouse. He is. He's a pulse pounding pump. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I like about this song is they're taking 
similar th- similar things. Yes. And that similar theme being that riff. Yes. And John is putting variation on it. Yes. So at 38 seconds on verse one, he starts playing that droney harmony guitar line mm-hmm. over the top of it, mm-hmm. doubling the first guitar. So there's two guitars there. Yeah. Later on, he will play that line, but an octave up. Yeah. But not double the guitar. And so the bass comes through a lot more. Yeah. Kind of like on My Lovely Man when he's playing the riff and he goes up to the high part of the riff. Yeah. And, it, and the bass fills it out a bit more. But, and then the droney harmony comes back in later on on the last verse. I like that droney harmony. It's not the obvious harmony choice. It's not the, it's not the fifth harmony, which is the obvious harmony choice. It was the first harmony, wasn't it? I'm not sure whether, what it was. <laughs> um, this song reminds... Hang on, actually, there's a John Frusciante reference there, surely. The first season. There you go. Um, this song put me in mind of Detroit. Because I sat there listening to it and I thought, this is a great... I can imagine the three instrumentalists coming together and just thinking, this is shit art and loving playing it. And I felt the same about Detroit. But as we all know, in Detroit, the Swan doesn't, didn't deliver. Well, interesting you say that because the Swan did say on the Stadium Arcadian commentary that he feels that it's in the hearts of the three others rather than, rather than with him. Yeah, so well, there you go, you see. Yeah, in, in, incisive and Inci- astute... And intuitive. Commentary there, Sam. Well done. Yeah, so, and, and, but I think the swan does deliver here. Uh, so do I. I think so it's So that's where the similarities with Detroit end, because as we all know, Detroit is shit. And, and this, this is okay. <laughs> this song is nuts. Uh, chorus one. Talk to me about those huge R's that John brings in. <sighs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that is classic for Shante. Well, I was thinking to myself, John Shante, former guitarist of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And then I realised... <gasps> He's the current guitarist. Not that you'd know. No. Oh, no, no. I mean, none of them actually I mean, they play refuse to play, they, they refuse to tour, they refuse to record anything. Not allowed. Um, but yes, so he he's is. back. And, and I just thought, like you say, that was, is when I heard him, those, those backing vocals coming through, I thought, shitting hell, Fashante's back. Yeah. And no, uh, those backing vocals are great, but also his locking in, mm. he's in lockstep with Flea on those on those those chorusy bits yes absolutely there and also when well they all are I mean Chad's Chad's bass drum in particular is just his bass drum work throughout the song is fantastic but it it, it really is locked in with, well, the other, with the other lads well I think Jack points out a number of times he's altering his kick drum patterns in order to to match the accents of mm. the riffs mm. which is nice just mention the cowbell at 110 well how could you not I, could, I had to Jack also did. It's perfect. And I wrote down nice And I'm not cowbell. normally a fan of cowbells. No, nor am I. Um, too Swiss. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, so verse two, this time, <laughs> this time, um, John's taking that riff up the octave, like I said. <laughs> You're right over there. <laughs> He's not doubling it. That's nice. Yeah. Um, Chorus 2 changes it up a bit. Now, did you notice on Chorus 2, <laughs> yeah. when they're holding those long power chords, yeah. there's a slow, long, slow flanger effect on it, which does give a kind of whooshy wind sound, but oh, I like no. it this time. But I like it. Oh, good. But I like it. allowing it this time. Yeah, because it's also boosted or bolstered mm. by those lovely held feedback note that John's, notes that John oh, puts yeah. in. Oh, yeah, they are lovely. Which are great. Um, obviously, the iconic line into the solo from Anthony... Go on, because I need to talk about this. Is uh, clean it up, John? Go on. It's you know, it's become synonymous with not only this song, but but cleaning generally. <laughs> yeah, yes, and also, well, we now know that during his time out of the band, 
John did take on several cleaning jobs. But he had to make ends meet because he was paying, I believe, and I don't want to get into too much legal technicalities here. No, but probably best not to. I won't talk about it at all. No. Um, some people think that the swan is saying, oh, clean it up, Johnny. No, he's not. I think what's happening is he's saying, oh, clean it up, John. Does he say, s- oh? Oh, clean it up, John. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, he does. Um, I think he's saying, oh, clean it up, John, and then maybe Flea or someone else slightly further back from the mic is going, yeah. Yeah. So you kind of get, oh, clean it up, John. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, food for thought, if that was needed. There's <laughs> certainly a theory on the matter. The guitar solo. Yes. What do you think of that? Yeah, again, I like it. Um, it doesn't... It's not, uh, Go on. Yeah, spit it out, son. No, it's, it, I like it. I do like it. What do you, you talk about it? You've obviously got a bit more to say about it than I. Well, I'm trying. To, I'm going to try and get into into it a little bit deeper than you did, maybe, <laughs> if that's possible. I scratched the surface. You certainly did. I'm not sure you did that. <laughs> Just no. rubbed it. I saw the surface. The solo is very, very distinctive, isn't it? You did. I mean, I actually can't remember it now. Oh, what do you mean? I know. Oh, of course. Yeah, no, I'm still thinking about. Um, she looks, she to, looks me. to me. That's my problem. That's a great solo. (laughs) (laughs) Right, hang on, take two. So, um, the guitar solo in Ready Made. Yes. What'd you make of it? What, the one that goes diddly 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 diddly? No, the one on She Looks to Me. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, It's fantastic. It's very, very fast. It is. At least I like playing it live. Well, yes. Because it's not that difficult to play, it's just a series of really fast pull offs. Yeah, well, this that is what, first half of it. This is what becomes clear on a lot of John's solos. Yeah. You know, some of them are difficult to play, but most of them, or a lot of them, you seem to say the same thing. It's an effective trick, and it's not that not that difficult. I do say it. Do I? It's an effective trick, mm. and it's not that difficult. <laughs> yeah. I'll, um, I'll, I'll, what I'll do is I will just copy and paste from you saying that. Yes, and then I can just drop it in in the edit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. So uh, let's try it now. What do you make of the guitar solo? It's an effective trick. <laughs> And it's not that difficult. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> but I can't use that take. Okay. So, yes, he's, he's fast pull-offs over, the, fir- over the, the top three strings, a G, B, and E. This is a GTP. Um, Good. Then it's kind of, it, go, it stops being that fast, those fast runs, and it goes into that kind of stuttery stop-start guitar mm. playing, which is quite heavily featured on this record. Yes. Quite sharp, staccato playing style. At 2.51, he plays a huge two-step bend. Um which is an interesting decision. Mm. Sorry, I was just reading uh, Jack Johnson's notes. Oh, are you? Does yeah. he mention a huge two-step bend? No, he doesn't. He basically waxes, he says he could, and, and he does wax lyrical about the drums, but carry on about, you know, he's talking about that bend. <laughs> uh, yes, everything else is in the same scale. It's, it's basically that fast run pull-off section, mm. and then playing around in... in um, in a in a scale where you just stick into kind of boxy patterns, it's a it sounds tremendously good. It's, <laughs> it's not that difficult. It's an effective <laughs> trick. Yeah, but it's not that difficult. No, um, but to, to the untrained ear, it sounds difficult, and I think that's the effective trick. Yes, exactly. It's like a magician doing taking a two p from behind a little child's ear. Yeah, and we all know how they do that. They already have it in their hands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's the art of distraction, isn't it? Uh, so you, you say to the child, oh, look over there, there's a clown. Right. Uh, they look across and then they do it and go, oh, look. Yeah. 
To be honest, they're idiots. Who? Those two-year-olds. <laughs> well, they are. I mean, they are. Who falls for that? It's not their fault, though, is it? They're so inexperienced. Mm. I've got no sympathy for them. <laughs> the bridge. Yes. The bridge of ready-made. It goes into those you know, big power chords. Bam, At what point? Bam, does, bam, is it bam. after the solo? <laughs> That sounded like you were going Anyway, the bridge you already made. Um, the swan noising away over it and he's going Now, I don't like it now and I've only just formed that opinion. What was your opinion... Prior to five minutes, well, I thought ago. it thought it was better than that. I'm, I, it, it's hit or miss. I never, well, well it's more. It's miss. always the same. Yeah, it, it, I don't like it. No, I never did it in the band, did I? I don't know. No, I didn't. Uh, there's a bit of triangle in there. Yeah, there is. And but Chad's kick drum, the myth. I, I mm. didn't think I'd say this about the myth that his oh. kick drum sounds flaccid. Whoa. But I feel his kick drum sounds flaccid and a bit too boomy in the uh, bridge section. Really? Hmm. Well, I'll take that. You'll have to discuss that with Jack Johnson. I will. I'll DM him. Yeah. Uh, Jack. Uh, I don't think he'll agree with you. Well, I expect some quite ribald comments from you, Jack, about Chad's flaccid drum. But um, I also felt, and this is actually taking it back to the beginning of the song, that the swan was quite low in the mix at the start. But by the end, I didn't feel that, so I wonder whether he was actually increased in the mix. What do you think? Rick Rubin on the fly turned him up. Well, no, just a, a sneaky little... Uh, do you think it was a creative decision? Yeah, I think it might be. Uh, it might be completely wrong, but it's just how I felt on that particular listen. Well, you listened to the soundbar, weren't you? I was, the soundbar and the band. Hmm. Are you sponsored by that soundbar? LG. Great sponsor to get. Yeah, they're a big one. Should we interview the soundbar? <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring him on next week. Um, big Ben's into the next verse after the break. <laughs> yes. I always feel that it, it, it goes on for three bars those big bends mm. which is a funny decision i always feel that it, there should be another there should be a fourth bar mm. before it goes back into the main yeah riff. well you've always been an even number man haven't you i have cannot stand <laughs> odd numbers which is unfortunate yeah. it essentially means you dislike half of all the numbers that exist i do can't stand one three <laughs> five seven nine eleven thirteen fifteen seven seven <laughs> and so on yeah. uh, I, never, I mean i i genuinely have a dislike of the number three Yes, but not, am I right in thinking you hate even numbers? <laughs> yes, I do. So we are like Jack Spratt and his wife. We are. Yeah. Now, Jack Spratt could eat no fat, his wife could eat no lean. Yes, but together. They licked the platter clean. Yeah. So, so presumably, if, if on the number platter, we'd be all right. Yeah. I guess that's why we've always got on so well. Yeah, exactly. Together, we have an appreciation of the whole... All of the numbers. Yeah. The alphabet. This, is, this is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, it might not be. Okay, I think we've talked about ready-made a bit yeah, talks about yes. talks about whether we like order even numbers more um, the last verse there's the octave then the droning the droning riff comes back in which is great um, yeah it's all it's all good stuff there's a massive massive amount of reverb on the oh. last drum hit of the song after the solo is that when Chad goes boom, boom, boom. yes that's brilliant yeah and at the beginning when he goes but yeah you're talking about a different thing when he goes yeah, it's very good. It's very good. Um, Flea, towards the end of the song, while the power chords are being held in the verses, is doing a bit more around the bass playing as well, yes. which is nice, just fills it out. Yeah. Good bass player. Um, <laughs> He's decent. And I He's think decent. that's all I've got to say about it. 
Yeah. Well, so just for this one, I'd like to ask you a, a very specific question. Yes. Will you rate this song out of ten? Yes. Go on. Then. Does it have to be whole numbers? Uh, yeah, no even numbers, please. I know I love even numbers. I, I, I don't like even numbers. Okay. But you don't like odd numbers, so, so this could be tricky. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a six. Ooh, I hate that number. A high six. A high six. I'm going to give it a... It's a three out of five. I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Possibly an eight. So that's four out of five. I would say four out of five, yeah. Okay. Well, we've never done that before. No, and we won't do it again. Cheers. And if I had a clue, I'd know exactly what to do. Coming out of if. Mm. If you do X, Y, and Z, then you'll be a man, my son. If you can do X, Y, and Z, you'll be a man, my son. Said the great Rudyard Kipling. Thank you for reinforcing yeah. that. Rudkip. Yes. That was his rapping name. It was. Um, all right, what do we think of that song? Just, we'll just ask Simon what he thought about it. Oh, I don't like anything about it. Hmm. In fact, you just walked back into the room and said, that's one of the worst songs I've ever heard. It's terrible. I, I dis- I don't, I'm not a big fan of the song. Uh, but I do appreciate some of the components. I'll ask Max what he thinks. Okay. Uh, Max, what do you think about that song? He appreciates it more these years later. Right. Is that, okay. is that a, a, a way of saying... It, it's grown on him. Yeah. <laughs> That's a funny voice. It's grown on him, yeah, I, I believe. You Irish then for a minute. I did. I'm happy to do that for the rest of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If anything, it's uh, grown off me. Right. Um, I think I liked it more... I mean, I've never been a big fan of it, but I think I liked it more back in the old days than I do now. I very rarely listen to it. And actually, I, th- I found it quite refreshing on these, really? on these re-listens. Because, like a nice cold 7-Up. Well, like a nice cold carling, yeah. yeah. Um, we just said what a great bass player Flea is. Yeah, the bass works nice. And it's absolutely phenomenal. It's so melodic. It's so well played. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant. And that lovely ethereal slide guitar from John. Yeah, and there's some lovely backing vocals from John. There are. But the first noise that you hear is what Max is saying might sounds like bagpipes. I think it's a pump organ. It, I, may, I might be wrong, but remember in the lounge we used to have a pump organ. I do, a porgan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I used to play some songs on the porgan, didn't I? <laughs> yes, you did. Well, the same songs that you played on the piano. Yes, the only song you could play, in fact. Was The Entertainer. Yes, yes I played The Entertainer on the porgan. By Scott Joplin. But I wrote one of Vanessa's Christmas songs. Was it by Scott Joplin? The Entertainer was by ragtime expert Scott Joplin. Oh. And, and interestingly or not, um, the music of Scott Joplin and, and uh, those ragtime tunes is featured heavily, heavily, heavily on the soundtrack for the film The Sting starring... Paul Heavily. Yeah. Starring Robert Redford and Paul Newman. I love The Sting. And actually, uh, the, uh, the St- Flea is in The Sting. It's a man who looks extremely <laughs> like Flea, yeah. It's a time-travelling Flea. Yeah. Um, but it's anachronistic because that music wasn't around at that time. Oh, really? Mm. A yes. lie, then? A, a filmic lie. It's a filmic sleight of hand, like pulling a 2p piece out of a two-year-old's ear. A lie is a lie. Mm. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Um, but it sounds like a pump organ. 
I think it is. Yeah, it's de- if it's not a porgan, oh it's, yes, it, it could well be. I looked at the liner notes and it's not listed. So, mystery. Ooh, nothing worse than a mystery porgan. Maybe we'll d- delve into it. Maybe we'll get um, friend of the podcast Dan. Dan Boyd. No, I mean Dan Boyd is a friend of the podcast. There's yeah. no doubt about that. But another friend of the podcast whose name is Dan ah. is our friend Dan Bogasian. Yeah, <laughs> if that Dan, Dan, I'm sorry. If that is how if that is how you pronounce your surname, well, you'll have to give us a break. Is, I mean, I, I'm glad you said it first on air. Yes, because I, in my head, I don't say Bogasian. What do you say? Bogdassian. But, but, uh, There's no D in it. No, Bogassian, yeah, Bogassian. Bogassian, okay, we can go with that. But it could be Bogassian. Anyway, Dan, Dan, here's a quick plug for Dan's book, Red Hot Chili Peppers Frequently Asked Question. Yeah. All that's left to know about the world's best-selling alternative band. Got it in hand there, I see. Sam's got his. Mine we ordered them at the same time. Strangely, hasn't even been dispatched. I mean, mine took a long time to come. I ordered it... Um, I think Dan was... It was 26th of March, I think. It came out, yeah, a couple of months ago, but for some reason, Amazon, my copy that I ordered on Amazon back then has only just arrived. And Amazon tells me they'll email me when it's dispatched. So, Dan, once we've both read the book, we'd be delighted if you come on the show and and talk about it with us. Well, yeah, and and clear up the... um, Yeah, how you say your surname. The pronunciation of the surname. There you go. Um, Now, why did I pick that book up? Yes, uh, yeah, that was maybe in the book. It says something about the, the that instrument. Maybe not. I don't well, know we'll yet. I haven't received it. No. Um, yeah, I just think it's a great bass line. It's great guitar. I, I love the the backing vocals to, towards the end when yeah. John starts to extend them. And well, here's a something of the backing vocals where at the end where they're doing the three times when they say "All eyes on you." Yeah, John starts that first one locked in with the Swan at the same the same pitch. Yeah. The second time they do it, he moves up to the, the fifth harmony. Mm. And then the third time he, they do it, he moves up again to the octave. So he, it's like the three notes that you play on a power chord on the guitar. Mm. And John is singing those three notes. So he's singing the root, then he's singing the fifth, which is a C, then he's singing the octave, which is an F again. You certainly sound like you know what you're talking about. Yes, well, I'd, I'd like to think I do. Mm. Well, it's effective. Yeah, I mean, it could be a complete no, well, no. it could be a what you, could said be is, what you said is effective but also what John does is effective yes right okay fair enough yeah sorry I thought you were praising me for a minute there but no, I was I was in many ways uh, okay um, the swan you know I did think this was a song that you could play to your mum until the swan starts singing about oh spending a little time inside of you yes but is that yes sexy? it is it is um, it can only be. He talks about residue or residue. Yeah, and residue is obviously a sexual residue. Uh, liquid. Yes, it's liquid silk. <laughs> yeah. Or it's what is produced if a man and a woman Once are both covered in liquid silk. Tried to clean it off. Climaxed. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so maybe you shouldn't um, play that to your mum or this, or this part of the podcast. Well, you can, but I th- I've always found an effective technique. And I do this while, so if I'm watching films as well with people who I, you know, you can be embarrassed in front of, is just strike up a conversation at the very moment, at that time. Okay. Just briefly. Yeah. In this case, it only has to be very brief. You, in fact, you could say, oh, look over there, there's a clown. And then take a 2P from behind <laughs> yeah. their ear. Yeah. Pull the 2P out from behind mum's ear. And, and by then, the time that's over. Yeah. And then she, and then I'll just, just, just sort of yeah. brush it under. Well, the then you've got the, the nice harmonies from John and, yeah, and, then and the song's finished. Yeah. Back in business. No, very, very good. I'll yeah. do, I'll... So that, that's something that you could try in the future. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't think there's too much more to say about if, is there? No, there isn't. Okay, then.
coming out of make you feel better then and the first thing i'll do is pick up on what what uh, carrie just said as he walked back into the room go on he said thoroughly pleasant mm. and i think that might be the perfect summation for this song from my point of view mm. i've always considered it a bit lightweight a bit I, throwaway I, I think it is lightweight and that makes it more difficult to throw away well there is a sweet spot because if it's too heavy you can't pick it up well and you can't throw it very far no but if it's too light it just gets caught in the wind yeah but it would <laughs> if there's nothing to obstruct it it can flutter away a long, a long way fine um, Max loves this one mm, good Max Feinstein pop power or pop punk yeah now that's interesting power pop punk. actually because for me I remember listening to this song for the first time in Tokyo and I thought it, it struck me then as it's one of the least chilly sounding songs on the album, I'd say. Completely agree. And it's accessible. It's poppy. But it's not, it's not, you know, it's not what you'd expect from the chilies, really. Not really. Um, I've put my hand up. You have. Were you in Tokyo? I was, yeah. Right. Cool. Tokyo, Japan. Yeah, I don't know where Tokyo is. Um, I just forgot you'd ever been there. God, yeah, I was there. Wow. Yeah, sorry, I forgot all about that. Um, Max loves the pre-chorus and the chorus mm. thinks the chorus might need another guitar to make it a bit bigger he feels like it's yearning to get bigger mm. it does actually later on in the song get a second guitar what does sorry the song <laughs> <laughs> the guitar you're talking about the guitar yeah he gets another sorry, guitar I looked down and, and saw <laughs> he drifted uh, hey Mickey you're so fine you're so fine you blow my mind hey Mickey Jack Johnson they're referencing drum ambassador referencing that very distinctive beat Chad plays at the beginning yes and it is a bit Mickey-ish isn't it yeah here, here, he's here. exposed. You know, his drums are, are, are high in the mix. There's not a great deal going on. At no, all the time. Well, and you've got he a very, holds it true. You've got that that guitar sound because John's exposed here. Yeah, um, because his guitar is is right there in your face. In fact, he sounds like he is as he hates B minor as much as I do because he that second chord is a B minor and mm. the, he kind of misplays that. So he won't even play it properly. He hates, it so he hates it so much he won't play it properly. No. And no. later on you can hear when he's playing the chords, when he's playing the E minors later in the song. Sometimes he's playing it really hard and catches the bass string and you can yeah. really hear that vibrate yeah. very strongly. <laughs> <laughs> Great. It's, it, yeah, and, and actually Jack points out you've got ready made followed by F followed by this. What juxtapositions we see the chilies. Well, ready made is, is heavy in your face. You know, it's a it's a, a freight train of a song. If is, I mean, it's not even a, a single carriage train. No, it's, if, if it was anything, it would be one of those. It's one of those pump things. Yeah, where yeah. Two men do it. Yeah, but there's only one man doing it, so it's only going at half speed. Yeah, because the other man's playing but the Chad, pump organ. Chad doesn't do anything really in in um, if does he? No, no, he doesn't. So uh, well, as Jack Johnson said, it's a, a smoke and beer break for the myth. There you go. Um, but then this. Is, is something completely different again. It's a confection, I think, this song. It's a lightweight confection sometimes. What, like a, a flying saucer? Yeah, exactly. It is like one of those flying saucers for the sherbet. Yeah, and they are nice, but they don't taste of anything, and the pleasure is short-lived. I love the taste of that kind of paper cardboardy. Oh, no, I hate stuff. that. I, I, mean, I really the, the like The pleasure it. of the, the, sherbet. the sherbet does not last long. And I guess this is a good analogy for this song. Yeah. It's bland but quite pleasurable but doesn't last long it lasts longer than a spaceship yeah it does <laughs> longer <laughs> than a flying saucer um if you don't live in england 
You might not know what we're talking about. No, but do flying saucers exist elsewhere? I don't know. And we're not talking about a UFO, so to speak. Da, 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 no, go, we're back da, here again. Da, da. <laughs> um, right, let's get back to it. Mm. Verse one, I, you know... Um, Later on in the song, John has those really distinctive R's again. Nice yes. John backing vocal. I am convinced that with headphones, with good quality headphones, which you can you... hear, which I wasn't listening to this time. No. It was just my normal um, iPhone headphones. Mm. But during the week, I was listening to it through some very, very good quality headphones. Oh, you have got those. Those, those rapid, wonderful headphones. Yeah, lovely headphones. I'm convinced you can hear John do that in verse one but they've then stripped it off the track. But there is the residue left over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you may be right. Have, was, a, have a listen. I was listening to it on the soundbar again. Yeah. But, uh, but go back. Listen, people. I can't. Go back. and No, no, not you. No. Everyone else. Yeah. Stop what you're doing. No, don't. Uh, unless you're driving. Listening to this yeah. Oh, no, program. keep doing it. <laughs> listen later on. I'm sure that John's R's were there and they've been taken out there. Yes. Well, that may, that may well be true. I think this is a song where Flea is also allowed to come through. And he, I think he plays some lovely stuff, but quite simple stuff. Mm. All the way through the verses, it's just sing, single note stuff. Well, it's a good trick. It's an effective trick. But it's not that difficult. difficult. <laughs> uh, so he plays single notes, but in the pre-choruses, he has these little simple runs over, yeah. the, over, the, chords, over the, the verse chords, or the, the pre-chorus chords. Just nice little bit of building there from Flea. Yeah, and I, something that has irked me just then when I listened to it, Aww. and I can't contain it any longer, is the way it finishes. I've spoken about this before, haven't I? Tell Me Baby yeah. and some others. We'll uh, get there because I've got a GTP for it. But you know what I mean. The <laughs> no, the way, the way this one delivers the last words. Oh, right. Go on then, because now I don't know what Well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. I'll do it really deep. Okay. Uh, now, right. Love that was a lovely, thick, rich tone to mm. your voice. But you know what I mean? That um, particular chessboard. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> However, I want to get back to Flea's baseline. Yeah. Because uh, did you think it would be that deep? No, and and that I mean that was lovely, wasn't it, Simon? Stunned. Beautiful. Yeah, stunned. Hang on, I'll, I'll, what did you do? You try it and I'll do I'll it. I'll do it again. Now. Okay. <clears throat> now. Yeah, quite, quite it's deep. It's not as rich as yours. Not as rich, but it was equally deep, I'd say. Yeah, I think it's the same. Well, I was going for the same depth. Do you want me to try and go deeper? Yeah, go as deep as you can. Now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll see if I can go any deeper. No, it's exactly the same. I might be. I might be able to. Please I, let me talk about on. the red hot chili peppers. <laughs> can I go one deeper? I think I can, but I don't know for sure. No, is that deeper or just slightly different? Unknown. Yeah. Um, answers on the page. Just talking about the pre-chorus. Please, <laughs> please. On the he's, on the lines better for you, and that's what we do. He follows the swan's four-note melody. Um, Better for you. That's what we do. And he and and Flea just follows it. Mm. Bam, 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 bam. It's very nice. Mm. It's again. It's. Um, well, I think that's that, that kind of thing is what gives this song it, its sort of airy feel, light and airy. Throwaway. Yeah, 
Yeah, it is lighter. But than it's not. I, I think throwaway. Throwaway is the wrong word. Isn't it can't. It? Well, throwaway, I think, is a, derog- a derogatory term. It has yeah. some negative con- connotations. It does, and I, I think it's more than that. It's not. You know, it's not an if. No, no. I would throw if away. Well, we are going to we are going to talk about that in the last episode. We are going to condense. Well, we are, and will if make it? Obviously, we can't say too much. It's not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, sorry, I've got a terrible leg wound. Right. I fell over yesterday playing frisbee. You did. Pluto platter. Mm. And uh, suffered a horrendous graze on the knee. A weepy graze. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, what else to say? What else to say? It's enjoyable, it's light, it's airy, it's accessible, which I think is a positive. Very good. Very good. I I just do need to make it... Could have been a good single, you could argue. Yeah, I think it's... Two throwaway? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's two... It's better than Tell Me Baby. Yes, I know. Is it? I don't yeah, know. I think, I think so. Now, despite the fact that what I said then gave you the impression that we were about to wrap up, yeah. I have got two more pages of notes. Have you? What about this song? Yeah. Jesus, go on then. What, what's it all Verse three. Yes. <laughs> or the next verse I've put. Yeah, well, um, the one after verse two. Yes, all verse one. I'm not sure whereabouts in the song we are now. But uh, yeah, I think it's verse two. Um, the swan is, is singing. He steps up, steps up in the vocal register, mm. and then back down for the last line. And that bit, and then there's no pre-chorus on that verse. Yeah, it just goes straight into the chorus. Next verse, there is a pre-chorus, but it's a nice bit from the swan where he changes it up completely. Yes, it is nice, but it's the, it's that kind of thing that when they perform live, he inevitably gets mixed up. Yes, I agree, but do they ever play this live? Well, no, but... But that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, anything... Anything out of the ordinary. Anything vaguely different. Or anything involving words. Yes, or... Music. Or... <laughs> which, which is a problem. <laughs> it is, given that he is a... his particular profession. He's a wordsmith. He's a musician, is he? he uh, there was a picture of him... There was. ...playing the guitar with his, well, there was with a, his uh, bad ankle. He was certainly holding a guitar. Well, he was playing a D chord. To a... a a young child. Presumably he was about to take a 2P from the behind their ear. I think he'd already done that. Now, <laughs> was he playing the guitar with that very 2P? Yes. We're, yeah. very, we're very low-rent magicians, aren't we? Why is it a 2P? It always has been. Yeah. I think it's because they're readily available. They certainly are. More, more so than some of the higher-value coins. Mm, really? Well, I, I certainly don't think you see as many £2 coins as you do 2Ps. I think you see... I think there's but a very, I hardly see any money in it. No, I think there's a very strong possibility they're fa- going to phase out copper. What? Copper coins. Because... Whoopi Goldberg's copper, copper kettle. Ke- purely because of the low value, or they've just turned against copper? Well, when do you need them? The, the 1P is just price rhetoric. Well, presumably when you're playing those machine, those slot machines in arcades. I think they'll just phase them out and just use 5Ps or something. So if, if and when we move to a cashless society, yeah. will they still have those machines just with no money in? They just, they you just, just stand there pretending to put money in? No, you just have to push your credit card in, push your debit card oh, in. Oh, right, so it would be loads of, credit, loads of, loads loads of, of debit, debit cards, debit cards <laughs> on those two shelves. Yeah. And then you one falls down and you cash it in for a 2P. Well, no, because they would have moved up in value by that point, surely. Well, they might not. Anyway. (laughs) 
Um, the bridge. I've written the bridge down here. Oh, yes. Ah, Flea, because Flea starts playing like that walking bass line. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, I love um, it. It's not necessarily any quicker than what he's been playing previously, or, or particularly quick. It is four notes to the four beats of the bar. Yes. Um, but it's, it's, that, it's that much more prominent. Mm. And then guess what we get on the bridge? Guess what comes in on the bridge? Johnny. What's he? No. Who? That, it's oh, the that. wind. It's the wind. It's the wind. The it's wind. that terrible swoosh sound. Yeah, but there's only one as far as I could tell. There is. Why, oh, why are we repeatedly getting a, a windy swoosh on us? Max doesn't like it. I don't like it. Did you like it? I love wind. Did you like it? No. Simon, did you like it? I don't mind it, to be honest. Simon, did you like it? No. Right. None of us <laughs> like it. None of us like Would it. Do you think at this time they were, they were sponsored by wind? By the wind. And as we said last week, did they throw Cossian to it? Well, they did in many ways. Yes. Uh, well, there goes their Cossian. But here it didn't pay off. No, it certainly did not. That was a big fail. A big, windy fail. After that break, that bridge, you get a second distorted guitar comes in on the left ear mm. to back up the, you know, the, the, four chord, the four single strike chords that John's playing. Certainly. Swan, in the next verse, harmonises with himself. Ah, oh, now, now you're talking. That's great stuff. Because he does his kind of, I think we've all heard it before, it's... So the song that sprang to mind for me was Death of a Martian yeah um, where he sings in that way uh, how many ways do you think he's got four four yeah so normal what's normal just what he does most of the time okay well singing yeah under the bridge style singing yes he's got his pure if you will rap sex rap or other subjects are available <laughs> um <laughs> And then that kind of sort of more. Well, he's got a kind of yes. You're you're you're, you're more, gesticulating towards your chest. Yeah. But then he does have a higher thing that he does here. Yeah. Okay. So he's got his higher one, and then he's got that kind of full-chested what he does in this song here. Where would you put the power of equality there? The power of equality is 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 rap. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I think. Uh, but this is that chesty one for uh, accompanied by normal. Okay. What's say? this then? L A Lakers, fast break makers, yeah, Kings of Cut, Chicken Bake, Tickets. That's definitely rap. Okay. Right. So I think he's got a number of different ways of performing. And well, here, we've identified four. Here what he's doing is just backing himself. Yeah. He's providing backup for himself. He's utilising one of his other three styles. Yes. And it's very, very effective. Style four, I think it is. I think maybe he's using here style two and four. <laughs> so no, normal is... Is it normal and four? Normal is one. Yeah, so it's one Singing and is four. one. So it's either one and three or two and four. It's one and four. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> It's categorically not one and four. It is. It's normal and four. What I'll do is I'll put a tweet out to... I'll put a tweet out to the Chilis and I'll say... Oh, don't can, bother. Don't, can, don't, 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 don't fucking reply. No. But we'll, the question that we'll ask is, can Anthony please confirm on... Well, his poor Anthony's got a broken ankle. Yes, but what song are we doing? Make you feel better. Was he using um, forms one and four yes. or two and four? I'm yeah. sure he'll know what we're talking about. Well, of course he will. He, kn- he knows better than anyone his own forms. I'm not sure he I'm, I'm honestly not sure he does. I'm honestly not sure he categorises him into these... Well, he must know that particular style four. I think we need to move on. All right. Because um, th- that was nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bill's up to the last chorus. Guitars are getting louder. Get a bit of a shaker. Jack's called it a tambourine here, but yes, I've put yes. a shaker. I, I felt it was maybe a, kind of a rhythm egg. Um, Chad certainly goes up a gear in the last chorus. Mm. What do you think of John's uh, and then John outro ca- yeah. guitar? Well, I, I, I don't mind it. 
But it's a bit it's a bit jarring at the end. Yeah, I think right it's too end. much. It's kind of how did we get here? How did this happen? Mm. I, it's not for me particularly. No. It's not, it's not my favourite bit. But that's just after the swan's gone. Oh no! 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 That's during. That's the end of the song when the swan makes that noise. Yes. The lead guitar is prior to that, surely. Well, no, yeah, but it ends on that. Ends on the stuttering noise. Yeah. Yeah. The stuttering noise is, and here is a GTP on a Les Paul style guitar. You'll have the the three way pickup selector. Yes. One of them on a Les Paul is is lead, and one of them is rhythm. Right. So you can have lead, but basically you can have one pickup selected, the neck pickup, or you can have both, which is the middle position, and then you can have the bridge pickup, which is the other extreme position. I think it is the neck pickup is the top. Yeah. Anyway, you get the idea. I do. Yeah. Um, and each pickup also has an independent volume control on a Les Paul style of guitar. It? Yeah. Oh, is that why there's three knobs? Yeah, that's why there's more knobs on a Les Paul style guitar than you see on a. It, a min- it must be a minimum of three and possibly four. Well, it's four. Right. Um, so, yes, that is why there's that many knobs on a Les Paul. Yeah, but anyway, what's your point? Uh, good question. <laughs> <laughs> and what they do, what you do is you turn down, say, the lead pickup volume control to yes. zero. Right. Leave the other one on max. Yeah. So that, look at me. So, <laughs> so that when, you, when you're playing something, if you strum something or play a note mm. and then toggle back between the two pickups, mm-hmm. one of them is obviously on silent and one of them on full volume. Right. So it's like a kill switch. That's how you're getting that. Kill switch engage. Exactly. What? Are they a band? I don't know. I think they are. Although we are going to learn on, later on in this episode how John pronounces the band Fugazi or Fugazi. Great. Which is really exciting. That is exciting. Shall we move forwards? Yeah, good song. Accessible. Yeah, it's, it's poppy. I still think it would have been a better single than uh, Tell Me Baby. I disagree. I think it's too, it's not Chili's enough. I think if you're going to put out a single, it needs to sound like the Chili's. Um, I, I actually agree with you on that. Despite what you just said. Uh, no, I'm, I've changed my mind. Okay. You, you've, I've done that, it. Within that moment, you made a strong argument. Uh, it was an effective trick, and it wasn't that difficult. <laughs> There we go. Out of Animal Bar. Animal Bar. What? Go on. Callie, just say what you just said. I don't really know what to make of that song. It's a funny one, isn't it? I, For me, historically, I've been... It's never really grabbed me. What did you think? Part of me really likes it, and another part of me doesn't like it so much. Sam? I think that's... Pri- is it... I love the chorus. Love the bass. Well, yeah. I mean, I think Flea works wonders at times. It's a great Flea song. I think the whole song is a great Flea song. I'm not a big fan of the verses. That's 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 what I would open up with. That's the bit that put me off to start off with because it's got that kind of guitar effect noise. And I say guitar effect, I'm probably is here, but it sounded to me when I first heard it, it's very, very similar to the effect on... The Manic song, If You Tolerate This, Then Your Children Will Be Next. Oh, and which is my second favourite Manic Street Preacher song. But at the time, when I first heard it, I was very anti the Manics because of what Nicky Wire had said about Michael Stipe in 
1992. What did he say? He said he hoped that Michael Stipe goes the same way as Freddie Mercury soon. Well, that's just mean. I know. So I was anti the Mannix. Mm. Um, but, and, and, and that's like, that sound on the Mannix record, actually, fun fact, mm. wasn't, wasn't played on the guitar, it's played on a keyboard, an electronic keyboard, and then fil- really heavily filtered. Oh, hang on, aren't all keyboards electronic? Oh, imagine a keyboard on, say, a piano. Well, that's a piano. Or a pool. Yeah, exactly. A pool gun. Well, keyboards are, are electrical, aren't they? Well, let's just say a heavily filtered keyboard. Okay. Um, or batteries. I suppose some of them might run on batteries, but that's just... They're, they're just the small baby ones. Mm. Or key tiles, maybe. Oh, don't get me started on key tiles. I, I know. Well, hang on. Go on. What do you think about key tiles? I know what I think about key tiles. I think they're, they're, they're a gimmick. Right, okay. That's Aren't what, they? Yes, that's what I think, yeah. And, don't, and, and, and from there, I have very strong feelings about the, the piano tie. Right, okay. So what do you is, think about the piano tie? That is a gimmick, isn't it? And what do you think about the... That's a question. Yes. And what do you think about the big piano on the floor that Tom Hanks dances around on in big? I can't, I can't possibly... Can't possibly comment on that. Uh, my, my feelings about that are, are too strong okay. uh, to be aired for the likes of Cool Hand Lucas. On this forum. Yes. So, it's a bit of a weird song, Animal Park. <laughs> <laughs> um, Max likes it. But does he like all of it? Well, he says it's well arranged and mixed. He likes that Flea leads it. He likes... Yeah, I like that Flea leads it, actually. Back, Max has got a particular point. Early on, um, when John first starts doing his backing, it's got some really strange, heavy modulation on it. And I, Max doesn't like it, and I don't like it. I think it's no. too, too early in the song. Did you know what this song is about? animals presumably well the swan has gone on record as saying that it's about the life cycle and that an animal bar or the animal bar is a real place in northern australia where on an annual basis they get no rain for 10 months small town one road dirt town Hmm. they're all on the verge of death then the rain came who knows he didn't say (laughs) (laughs) then the animals Uh, or the people it's it's unclear Um, because if this is true then we need to get them some help Send them some water for the rest of the year. Yeah. So it's about rebirth, cleansing, the water arriving. Um, Flea right. said that he thinks uh, that it's the expansion and contraction of the world. Right. And the swan says it's an expansion contraction thing. So. So they agree on that. They did. Well, I can vividly remember an interview with um, the producer. Go on. Whose name I can now can't recall. Well, our, our friend Rick Rubin. Yes, sorry, Rick Rubin. His Jesus name, you know, Christ. His, his, that, that kind of thing can that happen. That can happen. That can happen. And it did. Uh, Ricky Rubin said at the time, just after this album was recorded... <laughs> you off, Khaled. That, ...that there was a, obviously a, a huge amount of material, but there was no drop in quality. Well, that's not true. Well... Uh, was but, this before he'd heard if? Uh, yeah, presumably, yeah. Uh, but, and I don't think this is a drop in quality per se, but what I would say is that it's, it's an album, it's, a, you know, it's very much an album track on a double album. It is absolutely, you're, you're exactly right, it's very much an album track because there's so much to this song once you... But I've never, yeah, really, I mean, I I've never sat, really paid attention no, to it. No, I was sat in there and I was thinking, fuck me, this song is so long. Yeah, uh, but there's so much happens in it. Yeah. There's some great bits in it. Yeah, no, there is. There, 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 it, 
it's 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 multi-layered. I mean, we talk about layers every every episode, don't we? But this is a really good example of a song that, on the face of it, can just pass you by. But actually, when you break it down, there's a lot going on. Shall we dive deep while Simon washes his hands into <laughs> yeah. into the animal bar? Mm. I think this one is great in this song. I think yeah. he is great all the way through. I think lyrically, he's on point, conjuring those images of needing the rain. It won't be long. Because, because it, it can't, can't be long. long. That's a weak line, actually. But what if it is long, though? Well, it can't be. <laughs> well, it, presumably it can be. No, it can't be. Ah, oh, right, so it won't be. Well, it can't be. No, okay. Well, that's fair enough. Um, the, I've talked about the, the Mannix. Move past that. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. On the III parts. Um, well, let's just talk. First of all, it's just Chad with the, the repeating kick yeah, drum, Chad's, which is yes, nice. that's right. And uh, he... Starts off fit, 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 on a fairly basic level. Callie's back. Can you make a bit more noise? Um, yes, he does. Just just with the with the kick. But then on that that first I I I part, he comes in with the beat. A really nice punchy yeah. beat. Yeah, it, it's a great. The, the drums on this song are great as well. Well, I think I think Jack touches on it. He he makes a, a point of something that happens at four thirty six with the triplets. But we've spoken about this before, haven't we? With Chad being able to mix things up so well. And he spoke about his musicianship uh, in the last... He made a point about that in the last song. But Chad is so capable of being able to give song extra depth just by adding or taking something away. Yeah, you're exactly right. And this is a fine example of it because there are many different bits to this song and Chad is doing subtly different things. Yeah. And those subtle changes are are what allow the song to grow while seemingly... Staying the same. Well, exactly. Uh, um, so, rain on my frustration. The swan opens up yeah, on, the, really on those bits. Up. Chad's coming in. The swan's great. Flea's playing a lovely rising bass line there mm. and really coming to a bit more prominence. Mm. The great thing about the, the flea bass line in the verses is he's playing that little riff. Da, 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 and then just pulsing on the same note. Yeah. While, and he's really pulsing. Mm. While John is playing... It's one of my favourite things where you have something playing the same thing while another instrument is changing chords or playing yeah. a different progression over the top of it works really really well John on that Rain on My Frustration bit is coming in with his ba ba bars yes which works very nicely the swan on the second half of that comes in with a bit of ba, his own ba. stuff yeah yeah, his own shouty backy well it is it, it's, a, it's a, an aggressive approach but I think it, I think it's probably variant five yeah we've got a new variant <laughs> shouty backy it's an aggressive approach. It's an aggressive approach, but it's not that difficult. <laughs> <laughs> so we move out of that first chorus. Yes. So we go back into the intro, moving yes. into the next verse. Chad's there keeping the beat going. Verse and two. And then the bridge. What do you make of the bridge? Uh, the bridge is so layered. Yeah. I've got, I, I just thought I was going to be able to whiz through this song. Mm. Turns out there's a lot going on. You couldn't have been more wrong. Um, but first of all, before we get to the bridge, let's talk about the solo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, the, not the end solo. No, the, the kind of middle solo where he's just, John's just playing basically a single note and allowing it to feed back and Ooh. just subtly bending it. And he's got a harmony note there backing it up. Yeah. But he's essentially playing almost nothing. Mm. Flea's just playing a really simple pulsing. That pulsing beat. That pulsing bass. Which we love. And the myth is playing the pulsing beat. Yes. Which we love. We, did, we love both of them, both the pulsing beat and the pulsing bass. It's quite simple, but it's so masterfully all played together. <laughs> it's an effect. 
Uh, I can see this having to be. (laughs) This is going to have to be a t-shirt. So, what do you think of the the bridge? (laughs) Well, no, I actually really like it, and I think the Swan delivers it, you know, his part particularly tenderly. Hmm. Um, Has he been tenderized by a giant? (laughs) By a giant hammer, (laughs) giant meat hammer, probably. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I like it, and it actually, it's a, this. This is where this song caught me off guard because just when I thought I'd come to terms with the verses and then the chorus, I was faced with this, and I, I this for me works and it flows, and it's very good. So it's a it's an aspect of the song which I think is is a positive. There's a lot to it. Um, Flea says is the bass line and the bridge of the song is his favourite bass line on the album despite what he said about Hay which he said was his favourite bass line yeah he's he's fairly fickle yes fickle Flea mm. there's a lot going on okay so you can hear Flea playing what is admittedly a great bass line mm. but then John's got the volume swells um, but he's also there's some GTP there's some lovely vibrato technique on those at the end of what John's playing on certain lines, that's where you yes he's torn the box open. <laughs> that's, I was trying to do it quietly. That's where you rapidly and slightly change the pitch of a note. Um, it's wonderful. Yes, <laughs> it's it's very good. So he's got the volume swells. Chad Chad picks up. Good. Yeah. I know what. Wow. Not as good as. Last week. Chad, John's got the volume swells. Chad's picking up the kick into double time. Chad's coming in on the beat. John's then halving the swells. He then puts the swells back into the, the regular rhythm. A little trilling line comes in on the right ear, perhaps reminiscent of rainfall. Right. Not not as reminiscent as, of rainfall as in a song like November Rain. No, when there's actual sound of rainfall. That is rainfall, yeah. Um, it's all going on on the bridge. Mm. But but listen out for the the vibrato. It's um, it's lovely. Yes, fine. What um, I would like to draw your attention to the end solo. Uh, now, what I want you to do is predict whether or not you think I like the end solo. I don't think you do. Okay. Do you? Shall I predict whether you like it? Yes. I think that you do. Predominantly, I do like it. There is one, just one section of it that I don't like. No, oh. um, but I do, I do generally like it, and it for me is reminiscent of a bygone era. Which era? The seventies. Okay, that's yeah, because it's kind of prog rocky. It is. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um, but I do like it, even though it doesn't. It is jarring, and it doesn't. It is a little ill-fitting, but it does. I do like it. Okay, well, I will go as far as to say mm. it's not jarring, it's not ill-fitting, shit, and I love it. Man alive! I know. Out, that was out of left field. It's absolutely brilliant. Well, I really, in that really... case, can I upgrade some of what I just said? Please do. It's the perfect end, and so well judged, and I adore it beyond comprehension. Ah, okay. So, do you want me to edit out the bit where you say something completely different? Leave it in. Okay. <laughs> You're as fickle as flea. That's what they say. I think it's great. It's um, it's very. It's not your traditional Frusciante style of playing. It really isn't. It really works well. I'm not sure whether there's some reverse effects on it. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's, or whether it it's just the way John's seems playing, like a forward reverse. Okay, that's not a thing. It's more forward than reverse, but there does seem to be some reverse, reverse, reverse. But reverse, reverse. Oh yeah, reverse, reverse. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's something. No, on I there, guess definitely. forward reverse is stationary. Um, if it's an equal measure. Yes. If it's well, as we know, as um, I believe it was Sir Isaac Newton said, mm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> m- um, momentum plus velocity equals something. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, or somebody else said, uh, uh, well, basically, it's the Incredible Hulk <laughs> yeah. and Juggernaut are the immovable and. The immovable objects versus the versus the the, um, the other something <laughs> versus the uh, the immovable object. Christ, Callie, can you bloody irresistible? Force. The irresistible force <laughs> is it? I'm not even sure it's that. It is. That's exactly what it is. Uh, okay. So forward reverse is is essentially uh, stationary travel, according to Sir Isaac Newton. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, and the, the Incredible Home. and Juggernaut, the X Men. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm sure you'll all agree that was. The Irresistible Force. I'm going to look that up. No, that is great. Let's close off on um, Animal Bar. Okay, why don't you take the lead? I, well, I think we've all been pleasantly surprised by how much we enjoyed it. Because if you said to me, Animal Bar, I would have just gone, whatever, mate. Yeah, keep talking. I'm but still now, um, when the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> first got together in the 80s... This is golden content, keep going. Uh, they didn't... Unstoppable Force... Okay, it's the immovable object versus the unstoppable force. You can right. keep, you can stop they talking. Didn't now. Know. Same thing. Yeah, same thing. Uh, but yeah, I think we we've enjoyed it, haven't we? Yes, and I think that's a positive. It certainly is. And I needed two positives: um, one to cancel out the negative, yes, and the other one to just have a positive. Just nice to have a positive. <laughs> Okay, that was so much so I. How do you say it? Uh, so much I. So much I. So much I. Yes, yeah, so I. So much I. You could say so much I. Mm. It's about if you're Australian, presumably you'd say the rising inflection at the end. So much I. That's not an Australian accent. <laughs> this is. <laughs> G'day, mate. So much I. So much I. So uh, much I. So much I. Sorry to everyone in Australia. Oh, it's difficult isn't it, to know. We're we're not Australian. No, we're not. Although we do have a big fan base in Australia, so maybe I should cut do. that out. <laughs> no, no, they understand. We're just trying to work out how they might say the, the title of this song. Yeah. It's, so, it's innocent fun. Thank you, Australia, generally. Oh, certainly to all our Australian ambassadors and all our listeners there. We love you all. We equally. certainly do. Yeah, each one of you equally. Now, whilst watching the Stadium Academy commentary, this is where John clears up how to say Fugazi slash Fugazi. Go on. What do you think it is? Fugazi. It is Fugazi, according to John Fushante. Get in We there. can't touch each other, I forgot. So that's the second quiz question I've got right today. It is. Um, and that's just quiz questions that we've done on the, while recording. On the All the other quiz questions that have gone un- unrecorded 
I can confirm that I got them all right. Well done. Swan says he's thinking of the Minutemen for this song. Mm. John says he's thinking of... Um, what other When you hear Minutemen, something. what other word do you think of? Uh, well, I think of Watchmen, because um, the Minutemen are the precursors to the Watchmen in that particular fiction. Yes, I also I, I too think of that, but I also think of the Minute Men. Do you? I, what, who, I mean, who, who or what are they? Well, they, I don't think they exist, but... No. They'd be quite good. You could do a, super, a comic about those people, the Minute Men. Well, they might exist, and we just don't know. Well, maybe they could be, for example, small people who, who maybe they borrow things. Yes. The yes. Minute Men. The uh, Ian Holm. Oh, R.I.P. Ian Holm, by the way, because Alien is one of my favourite films, and he, we um, did lose he, Ian Holm. He was wonderful in The Borrowers as Pod. Yes, he was. And, of course, um, Sean's mum off Sean of the Dead was Pod's wife. Yes. Uh, what was she called in the show? I don't know what she was called. Arietti was that no, the Arietti daughter? No, Arietti was the daughter. Okay, just open the window and ask Dubbers. Oh, really? Yeah. This is live pod chat. Anna, what was Pod's wife called in The Borrowers? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nothing back. No, nothing. So we move past that particular chat. If you know the answer to that question, please contact me at stacktownsend uh, at yahoo.co.uk or on Twitter, I am at stacktownsend. There you go. If you want uh, potentially want to reply, please email bentownsendmusic. I don't hijack my people. No, I wouldn't. Are these your people now? Yes. Email Sam. He can handle a few of the emails. Oh, uh, no, don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay so this is this song is fantastic it's certainly really? grown on me over the years power and pace says jack johnson really mm. i mean it is power it is pace it's got such great it's just all i'm all over this song really yeah i really am will you eulogize about it for me it has such power and pace mm. it's just it's fast. It's so driving. It's so intense. It's a, it's a wonderful bass line from Flea. Just played with a slight bit of overdrive on it, it sounds oh, like. Well, you say a slight bit of overdrive. I think it's quite overdriven. Okay, it's quite overdriven from Flea. It's a great bass line. Just that repeating and repeating as John's playing that single note riff, muting out the other string so he can strike, you know, across all the strings. Oh, his wrist. His wrist must be yeah. going crazy. Well, you watch him on the Live Earth performance that they did. It's so. no wonder guitarists get um, repetitive strain syndrome, is it? I, I don't know. I've never had it. Never had it. Well, good. Do they get it? Yeah, Rick Parfit got it. Oh, yeah, that's because he played the same thing every time. They were just playing, like, 12-bar blues, basically. I think he's the only one I know of. Yeah. Are there other guitarists? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> the Swan is phenomenally good on this. Chad is outrageous. Yeah, Chad, I think, is uh, once again going to town on his kit. Yeah, he is. I mean, I'd say Chad was star player, but they're all... They're all there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they are. It's it's the end of this particular block of songs. For it is. Us. It's a good ending. It's a good ending, but it also would have been. I mean, I love Death of a Martian, so I'm not going to say that that's you know not a good closer. But this would have been a good closer. This would have been a great closer. So certainly. But what are the next four songs that we've got next week? I mean, other bands. Next episode. Next know, time we, we do this. We'd love to um, be able to write album tracks of this this quality. It's right up their street, this one. I love the way that JF, and I, that's what I call John Fashante, right. slides before he comes in with that single like riff, he goes, does a little slides and he, whoop, whoop, diddling, 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 yeah. diddling. that's great. 
works really well. Chad, great pumping beat. That double, he's doing a double kick beat. Well, it's a, it, it, it's a, a jazz beat that he's playing. Is it? Yes. Which Jack Jack points out is an interesting song, an interesting choice. Oh no, I think that's on the on the verses. Yes. Well, which is this? Yeah, because he's kind of hitting the snare, then then a tom, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, it is an interesting choice, but it works. I think. I think it all works. I'd never really question the myth. Swan's in great voice, great voice on the verses, and then moving forward when it's the the I I I bit again. We've got another song where it says I I I repeatedly. Mm. John's going up to a high chord. And holding that. Later on, it happens twice more in the song, John plays a really interesting kind of double stop, droney kind of little section. Mm. So he changes it up. And that kind of double stop droney bit works really well. Really, really well. Well, I'm surprised. Not that you like it so much. but And I think this is a fan favourite. Do you? I think it might be. Okay, well, where did it come on the Twitter poll? Oh, God knows. <laughs> certainly i would say the fans prefer scar tissue and wet sand to this song yeah well they do they do it's either this or another one Callie, you were positive on this song i think weren't you this song i, I love everything about this song apart from the ending okay we'll get to that but that's fair enough mm, it is i like i like the ending well i'm not a big fan everything's strong the drums are strong the bass is strong the guitar is strong the vocals are strong the backing vocals are strong the ending is that is strong for me Right. Well, we'll get there. Verse two, I've put Christ, it's a Boss DS2. Which you so love. He takes that, John takes that single note repeating riff, which is clean-ish on the first verse in the yes, intro, yes. and just gets, smothers it. it. It's now dripping in Boss DS2. Which, if you're going to drip in anything... Do it in the Boss DS2. You might as well. It's such a cool sound. Um, Do you think he'll unveil the DS2 when he rejoins? Absolutely will. Yeah. We've got no choice. Well, he's got to. Yes. If he wants to play any of the old songs. Any of the old songs, yeah. Uh, that bit where I was talking about the two-note droney bit on the I, 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 I bit, the example of that is at, is at 44 seconds. That seems unlikely. It's too early in the song. Well, anyway. Maybe it's a minute 44. Yes. I'm just going to pause it while I check. The minute man. The minute man. Okay, that um, that sound where John's making that droning sound over I I I I I I is at one fifty four. Yeah, he's holding. A, he's playing two notes. Mm. He's uh, he's and then he's moving one of them up after a bar up one fret whilst main, that's the highest string whilst maintaining the lowest string. Yeah. Sounds absolutely great, really great. Yes, it does. I mean, it's it's cla- this is classic chilies of this era. Well, it's also classic this. It takes me back to to Cali here because this is this chorus mm. where John's playing distorted guitar, double, double not very many notes high up on the neck. It's very much like this Velvet Glove, I think. Mm. It's a but you're right. It's also very reminiscent of this era. Well, it is because it is. <laughs> <laughs> It's Sorry. not just reminiscent of this era. It's, it is that era. era. It's very much that very era. Yes, it is. So it's reminiscent of this Velvet Glove. Possibly. Whilst being factually that era. <laughs> the era that <laughs> The it era is. that it was played in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that era is gone, of course. Yes, and now we're in a new era. Well, they, you know, it's incredible, isn't it, to think of how many eras the Chilis have had. 
How well it is actually. There's been a, I was going to say what do you call an era, but there's just been so many band member changes, so many styles that they've played in. Yeah, I mean, well, John alone creates his own eras because he keeps leaving. Constantly, he'll go, and then he'll come back again, and then he'll go, and then he'll come back again. Yeah, which he which he seems to enjoy doing. He does. He loves it. Do you think it's the leaving or the coming back he enjoys more? I think it's the middle bit where he's where he's not in the band. (laughs) (laughs) The pre-chorus. John's playing a lovely arpeggiated line, and also before we're not talking about flea much from this song. Well, we did actually. But Flea is dominating. Talk on this about song. him if you want. Yeah. Flea's dominating here. There's a nice arpeggio. It's one of my favourite bits of John Fashante Guitar in this album. Re- oh, really? Yeah. What of all time or just this just era? Just this era. That, yeah. Well, that era. Because <laughs> 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 this era is now. Well, who knows what he's going to sound like? Yeah. Well, this era. You know, era's he's right still now. got his strat. I think that's important to stress. Yeah, and he's still got a lovely little smile. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so anyway, on the pre-chorus of this song, John's playing a lovely bit of arpeggiated, arpeggiated guitar, and then on the line "Count on you not to deplete me," yes. there's a bit where it's just pushed forward in the mix, and he's just playing um, like single note line, bam, 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 bam. That's really nice, mm. really great. Mm. Then at the end of the pre-chorus, it's my, this is my favourite bit. He oh, puts, hang on a minute, because you said that other bit. No, no, I like that bit, but this bit's my favourite bit. Right. The end of the pre-chorus, he picks up, he picks through. It's a four-count thing we're talking about. Okay, we're talking about a four-four song. Yes. And he plays a six-note arpeggio, and it's absolutely beautiful. Mm. So do me a favour. Can you count one, two, three, four? One, two, three, four. And I'll, no, and damn, I'll then damn count. well that I'm a human metronome. Yes, well, you are. That's why I picked you. Yeah. And I will then count the one, two, three, four, five, six of John's, of John's okay. arpeggio. Can I tap the table at the same time as yes. saying the words? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so I'm going to start now. Go for it. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. So you see what John's doing there. You can stop. He's playing six notes across a 4-4 beat, and it's so nice. And then he plays that, and then the next bar, before the chorus comes in, he just swells up the volume, the distortion comes in, and he is off to the races, yeah. Yeah. It's it's just a a really, really nice bit of Red Hot Chili Peppers. But there's... Oh, excuse me. Oh, dear. Excuse me about that. That was... uh, That was the sponsor. Yeah, that was the sponsor coming directly out of my body. Um, Whatever you make of all of these songs, they were prolific in this era. They were. But they were also qualific. I'm not sure that's a word. No, but what it means is they were prolific whilst producing a certain level of quality. There's a new word I've just made up. Qualific. What do you have to do to get a new word put in? To what? To the language. Just start saying it because dictionaries have now started adding words if they come into common usage. Oh, so if I say it constantly, it'll... well, not just you. If it falls into the, to the if Qualific. it falls into the common and popular vernacular, you it'll get in. It, then it will probably get in. I reckon that might get in, especially if other people say it. Hmm. So are you going to say it? No. Nor am I. No. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, Thanks for your support, boys. I'm a new word. <laughs> well, maybe we will. Maybe. You know, I said I'd buy your bin off you earlier when we were having. Try a break. and build it in. Okay, I will. If you give, if you sell me your bin, then I'll, then I'll support you in this. Okay. During the pre-chorus, Flea's noodling about, but during the chorus, Flea plays that lo- a lovely little line where he's hitting the root note, but then doing little runs. So listen, listen to the chorus. He's he's hitting the root note and doing lovely little <laughs> runs. <laughs> really works nicely. Yes. Um, 
Yeah. So, what's what's anybody else got to say about the song? Main, ah, right. Talk about Jack. I'll go back to Max. Yes. Oh, uh, do you want me to talk about Jack, or are you going to talk about Max? Well, let's Jack to the Max. Yeah. Well, Jack Jack made his points, power and pace, and then the the, the jazz beat, which I think was really nice. Um, he wasn't. He said it's a weird choice. It doesn't. It's an interesting choice, I think. Yeah. But it works, I think. It certainly does. He doesn't say it, that it doesn't. So, hmm. massive chorus. I think we'll all agree on yeah. that. Well, Max is loving this. Fast and Furious loves the guitar. It swan. Is fast and it's a swan thriving on the more aggressive material. The swan will perform with more gusto than just about any other frontman. Not my words. No. The words of Max Feinstein. The condenser. I think he's probably right. Let's try and think of a frontman who's got more gusto. Because some would argue... I don't know five other frontmen. <laughs> some would argue, of course, that what the swan lacks in technical skill and ability... He makes, he up, makes for up for with gusto. In, in gusto. Yes, indeed. And is that true? Certainly. I, well, I think early in the early days, yeah. that might have been the case, when he was mainly on Form 1, the rapping. I don't know if that's Form... No, Form 2 is rapping. Form 2 is rapping, Form 1 is singing. Um, Maybe Form 1 should be rapping and Form 2 should yeah, be singing. Yeah, a bit too late now. Yes. I think in the early days, maybe that was part that of it. That is true. And I think a lot of people in, in their formative years do make up for lack of technique through gusto. I certainly, as as a younger singer, hmm. um, used to, just through lack of training more than anything, used to be far too aggressive in my in the volume of my delivery. So you made up for, did you go at it with gusto though? Too much. Hang on, was it the gusto that was making you too aggressive? Yeah, it was, yeah. Too, so much, too much gusto. At that point, you were an untrained singer. Yes. Did you ever think about... As opposed to now. Oh, what's happening now? When I'm still an untrained singer. Right. I am partaking in some lessons. Talk us through this. Well, I don't want to go into too much detail. Of course. uh, But I am having some singing lessons. How many have you had up to this point? Two. And? They'll be going swimmingly. So, name a song that you might have sung the first two lines to on lesson two. Danny Boy. Brilliant. Yes, I can sing the first two lines of Danny Boy. Uh, I'm not going to do it now. No, course, sure. No. Too scared. Of course. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it certainly did something then. I did make a noise. No, uh, because uh, anyway, it's been great. And um, I'm sure the listeners and myself and Simon will support you in this quest. I hope so. I hope, you know, if I can get the support of the, the listenership, that would mean a lot to me. Well, you, I think you do. We'll assume, unless somebody writes in to say they're specifically not supporting you with your singing support. lessons. That they were. That they are supporting. Generally speaking, it's a supportive. In full, fully supportive. So, break. Ah, after the chorus, it breaks down, doesn't it? Stops again. Doom. Great stuff. And you're off. You're driving again. It's power. It's pace. No, it's pure pace. Pre chorus two has a second guitar come in for the arpeggiated section, doing similar but different stuff, but locked in mostly, which sounds really, really good. Um, Last chorus, second turnaround, extra high JF I've put. What could that mean? Who knows? It's something to do with John. It certainly is. I'm reading page three. Have I done page two? Yes, I have, yes. For, well, where, a song like this, for example, that you, you clearly enjoy. Loved it. Where does it rank against, say, an album track off Blood Sugar? That's a good question. Or By The Way? That's a good question because it's a different kettle of fish, isn't it? Is is could this possibly be better for, to you than say, Dost? 
Well, it's a different kettle of fish. Um, mm. Depends what mood I'm in. Well, if what I, if mood I want, are you in now? Uh, the mood for listening to so you much. Seem- I, oh, well, I'm well up for this tune. You appear to be well up for it. Uh, yeah. Um, but maybe later on, if I'm feeling a little bit sadder, mm. I'll listen to Dost. And I'll, I'll enjoy them all. But it's a very difficult comparison to make because this song fits perfectly on this record. Dost fits perfectly on By The Way. Yeah. And what did you say, Blood Sugar Song? Yeah, say one of the better album tracks, Mellow Ship. That's the one I would have picked as an example. Mellow Ship is... Mellow Ship fits perfectly on Blood Sugar. Uh, I mean, if you're talking about really good album tracks, then mm. Mellow Ship is, is certainly a high watermark. Brother Bean. Mm. Oh, Brother Bean. Now... Um, I think this song is better than Naked in the Rain. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I, would, I would probably go along with that. So, but Interestingly, I, I, you know, when you trawl through Reddit and Twitter concerning the chilies, there's normally a unanimous love for Blood Sugar. Mm. But actually, I was looking at something the other day and there was quite a few people coming out and saying that they... Like you know, they liked Blood Sugar and it was one of their favourites previously, but they've sort of moved on from. It. Yeah, well, it's such a just the whole sound of the band has moved on, hasn't it? From well, you've got Blood Sugar, then you've got One Hot Minute, which is a completely different experience. But even when John comes back, Callie Callie is more produced than Blood Sugar. Yeah, and then you just get more and more multifaceted. I mean, I, I albums. Know, yeah, which sound much less stripped back than, than yeah, Blood Sugar. Yeah, that's true. That's true, and. and I, I would. I still rue the fact that we lost that Frusciante album between Blood Sugar and By the Way. That that would have been. An we didn't. We didn't. It was called Californication. Uh, sorry, Californication <laughs> between Cali and and one and Blood Sugar. Or what, do you mean Blood Sugar and Cali and Cali? Yes. What would that album have sounded like? A, a 1995 Red Hot Chili Pepper song uh, album. With John Fashante playing the guitar. That is a question for the ages. It's and it, that time has been lost to... The ages. The ages. <laughs> <laughs> so, the outro. Should, should we just finish this one off? Sure. Because that's a good question. It and is I a think good maybe we can talk about that um, on another episode. Sure. Well, if you're not prepared to talk about it, now, <laughs> then uh, I guess we'll have to. No, I think because I, I really think we can delve into that in maybe well, a ten to fifteen minutes. Do you section. think it could be an entire episode? No, <laughs> I think it could be an interim episode. Yeah, well, or uh, an intersode. Yes, <laughs> yes, it could be an intersode. We don't do intersodes. No, that's because you've only just invented the word. <laughs> well, that's true. So, hang on, do you reckon that will make it? What into common into popular and common vernacular? Yes. No. What less or more so than? Oh, a lot less. Uh, what was the other one? <laughs> Can't remember. <laughs> okay, so the outro of this particular song, So Much I. Mm. Flea pops up a bit in the mix, I think. He's just pushing through slightly more. Yes. It's not much if it's there at all. It might have just been my brain tricking me. And you, But you can really hear those, those root notes of the runs, that lovely bit of bass. On the yes, outro guitar solo, yes. listen to what Flea's doing. It's phenomenal. There's some really huge... Big rolls from from the myth. Lovely bass runs from Flea. It's a I, and it's a simple kind of outro solo. I think it works. I like mm. it. Well, there's that talking of the myth. There's J, JJ points out that there's another massive snare into that rock finisher at three twenty two. Three twenty two. So go to three twenty two. 
listen to that massive snare roll. Yes. Into the what? <laughs> Into the rock finisher. <laughs> yes, JJ. <laughs> Woo! Um, yeah, I've did, and then it, for some reason it is it, it it is it finishes strongly when it finishes and they stop playing. What song are they recreating the end of? Oh Christ, I don't know. It's Parallel Universe. Is it? Yeah, yeah. We'll pause it. You can have a listen to the end of Parallel Universe. <laughs> So, do you, did you? Are we are back. Did you think that sounded like the end of Parallel Universe? Yes. <laughs> and, and Jack, I'm out from Northeast. Jack, wrote Jack, that there was cowbell at the end. Thank you. I think we should make a special effort to say thank you, Jack, for all of these wonderful notes. And the cowbell at the end. It, we, we've just appreciated that, haven't we? Yes, because when I read no, Jack's notes, I, I, no, not only even when I listen, read Jack's notes and then listened to the song again, I missed the cowbell. Well, yeah, I, well, I think I think it's partly due to the fact that it's quite unusual, I think, to hear a cowbell included in like a drum roll. Yes, but you're just reading what Jack Johnson's written. Well, no, he's put always nice to hear some extra cowbell at the end. Ah, did he say it was unusual? No, right. No, but you're saying that I was thinking for myself. That's classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a great little thing. It is. And it is unusual, I think. I think. Yes, but it's nice to hear it in there. That is extra nice. So, um, overall, I rate that song very highly. And I think a lot of people rate that song highly, actually. That's a great little tune. Yeah. So, we are finished. We're finished on that one. And we're finished on our set of six. So, that is what we call the end of that particular set. And now, we move on to the handles. The handles, they're always smooth. They're always easy. Okay, smooth and easy come the handles. If you want to have a look at the website where we host this podcast, that is bentownsandmusic.net. Mm. If you would like to email me uh, and send in your thoughts or opinions or apply for an ambassadorship, you will be posted a badge anywhere in the world. Yes, and the ambassador program has gone from strength to strength. Absolutely, it has. Um, that's the promise. If you want a badge, we'll send it. And you'll, you will also get a digital copy if you email. If you want to become an ambassador, get in touch. You'll get a badge. You'll get that esteemed title. Indeed. And so many people so far have have enjoyed it. Email bentownsendmusic at hotmail.com. Bentownsendmusic at hotmail.com will get you connected to me via email. Yeah. Um, on Reddit, Sam is universally RHCP odd Sam. That's correct. On Reddit, I am unispeak hyphen RHCP podcast. On Twitter, I am at Universally RHCP. You can follow me there. Sam, are you on Twitter? I am indeed. I am at Stack Townsend. There you go. I well, will reply. What's your email address? Uh, stacktownsend at yahoo.co.uk. Good stuff. And I now have updated the Instagram account to actually have pictures on there. So have we, you? Yes. So we took... This is, yeah, I forgot to say I'll follow you on Instagram. Okay. Or us. Well, follow us, It's more Sam. you than me, but... Follow us on universally speaking RHCP underscore pod. Universally speaking RHCP underscore pod. Well, that's nice because we've taken a couple of pictures today that we can put on there. We'll we? pop them up after we. You've had your nice haircut. I have my lovely little haircut. No more ponytail. No. So, shall we wrap this one up and say goodbye? It's always a shame to, but I guess we have to. We have to. So, thank you everyone for listening, and we will see you next time on universally speaking. The Red Hot Chili Peppers Pod!